Life was hard. But it could be worse. Life was hard. But it could be worse. Welcome to another Life is Hard podcast. For the love of God, can we talk about something besides the coronavirus tonight? Um, uh, a little bit, but not really. <laughs> not really. Sorry. Oh my goodness. It it just it never ends. Uh, and uh. and we've got it's not just the coronavirus. The coronavirus spiders into every aspect of everyday life. Great. The coronavirus wasn't bad enough, and now you got to bring spiders into it. Actually, there are no spiders. That's one thing I don't have in my list. We could find a spider topic, I suppose. No, no. Let's stick with the coronavirus. I mean, Nordstrom is selling cloth face masks. Okay. Do they have filters in them? I mean... I I guess they're supposed to be for... Or make you put your own filters in them? For the virus that we will not mention. I'm just kidding. We're going to have to mention it. There's no getting around this. I've already um, mentioned it. It's way too late for yeah, that. Yeah, you started it. I didn't. So, um, so this is okay. Speaking of that, I just I have to talk about this guy right off the bat. Just just to really pick on this guy. The sky. This the guy. The blue thing in it's, the air. No, the let me kiss this guy. No, this guy. Um, I'm this not, guy. Yeah, this like, guy. Like the pointing Florida, at yourself Florida, with two thumbs. A Florida guy. I mean, we're oh, always we're always picking oh, on Florida, right? Oh, geez. <laughs> Florida, no, Florida does that to itself. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, well, this 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 guy, Brian Lee Hitchens, specifically. Um, <clears throat> oh, that guy. That guy, yeah. He was calling the coronavirus a fake crisis, blown out of proportion. Then okay. he proceeded to catch it, and so did his wife. Awesome. Yeah, that's well, karma, man. It's a sad story, but he he managed to get over it. Um, and as of the writing of the story, his wife is on a ventilator, and she Holy may not she God. may not make it. She might die, which is really sad. But here's the here's the kick. Okay, the, the story is I mean it's kind of cliche. You know, he's saying, "Oh, I was wrong. It wasn't. I, I shouldn't have spoke so soon. It's obviously a real crisis." But then he's, some of the stuff he's saying, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here. I might read the exact quote, but I'm going to paraphrase first. He's like, my wife might die, but I'm sure she'll go to heaven. And I had eight good years with her. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, really, this is what he actually said. But this is how I read it though. I mean, that's what I read. So he says, he says, after three weeks, I have come to accept that my wife may pass away and the peace I have about it is that I know without a shadow of a doubt that she will be going to be with the Lord. But I also do believe in miracles, and I'm holding on to the chance that she may get healed. But if not, I am thankful for her. I know we've been married for eight years. <laughs> I, know, I, I know that we've been married for eight. It might have been ten. <laughs> yeah. I can't be certain. Well, and, but, but I know it's at least eight. And he adds towards the end, he says... Looking back, I should I should have wore a mask in the beginning, but I didn't, and perhaps I'm paying the price for it now. But I know that if it was me that gave it to my wife, I know that she forgives me, and I know that God forgives me. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, the lesson to learn from this is that God does not forgive you. This is God punishing you. 
yeah. for yeah. for calling it a conspiracy theory and downplaying it to the rest of the world. Apparently, so he's, apparently he's not all that crazy about his wife because I mean the way I read this is. She forgives me and God forgives me and I'm going to go find a younger woman to marry. Right, like I have no remorse here (laughs) at all. I'm serious. I mean, maybe he was misquoted and maybe I'm reading it with the wrong tone. But the way I read this is so, when I start reading it, I'm like, this guy's a schmuck. Like, (laughs) he, 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 he gets sick, gets his wife sick, she's dying and he's already like, well, I'm kind of over it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know. It was fun while it lasted. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit that twice. But so so God is punishing him by taking his wife who will undoubtedly go be with the Lord, right? But that fucker's going straight to hell, so see ya. Well, if if hell by way of a twenty year old bride, I guess. Uh, yeah, well good luck. Well, you know what he, he might be confident he can land one of those, but We'll see if he really does. I'm not sure how much I talked this on the, about this on the podcast, but I know I have talked about it before. One of the things, one of my goals after this is all over is to find out how many outbreaks were because of people deciding they could go to church. Because I know we talked about that one time, all the different churches that were having services and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Did you hear they, the one church that was open because they're like, oh, God will protect us or whatever. They've closed services because three priests got it. Oh, really? Well, I was just reading there was a church. Yeah, I don't know what church it is, but I didn't get that far. Yeah, I was just reading about a church in Arkansas that recently um, the pastor apparently had it, and uh, they said of 92 attendees, 45 were tested, 35 of those tests were positive, three people died, and they said, and they traced it to 26 other people that had contact with the 35 that got it at the church, and one of those died. So you had four deaths, and uh, what does that come to? 60, 61 cases from one pastor who insisted on having services. <laughs> well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah, actually, I heard I, I heard some interesting stuff on NPR. This isn't in my notes, but NPR actually went... Uh, demon mode today um they interviewed a bunch of different people about the you know their not being able to go to church and things like that and one pastor actually said and i'm probably going to misquote him a little bit here but he said something to the effect of i've begun wondering where god is in this whole thing he's like having doubts and and there was another woman who said you know, I wasn't going to church that much and I was feeling bad about it. Now I don't feel bad about it because I'm not supposed to go. So she's like, I'm actually feeling good about this. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering why, I, what I even get out of church anymore. And anyway, they, they interviewed like several people that were telling this kind of a story. Like, you know, I I think I can live without it. It's okay. And I'm like, my God, NPR, when did you start? Usually NPR is like all big on, you know, uh, interviewing Christians and talking about their faith and how their faith gets them through these hard times and all this stuff. They're always like very pro-Christian. And uh, I was like, huh. I don't know why the churches can't just adapt like everybody else and start doing like telechurch, like have a damn Zoom meeting and, you know, pray and do whatever you're going to do. Wait, that's not adaptation. We've had televangelists forever. Well, yeah, but that's very one-sided. 
Right, that's that's the guy in front of a live studio audience, and you just watch from if, home. If you've right? got three hundred people in your congregation, that's pretty much what your church service is going to have to be like, though. I'm just saying, you could Zoom meeting that shit. You know what I'm saying? Have the the Testament guy with the guitar hang out and play some songs, and then you throw it over to the priest, and he says his shit, and then you throw it over to the to the deacon or the whatever. No, you know what I'm saying. No. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, anything's possible. I, um, especially with God. With God, anything's possible. Well, absolutely true. So, so I'm gonna jump onto some numbers, and then I'm gonna get back to something kind of unrelated, and then finally, 14. finally, we're gonna have the big conspiracy thing. What? Fourteen. There you go. So. Um, well, that's only one number. Wait, let me. Uh, I, don't I don't know if you heard, but Trump fired another inspector general. Uh, yeah, I heard that in passing. I don't know who he was or what he did. Yeah, well, or... he was apparently investigating Mike Pompeo, secretary of state. And uh, so Mike Pompeo asked Trump to get rid of him. And that was the end of him. That's convenient. You know, someone's investigating you. You just get him canned. And on a related note, Florida fired somebody. Uh, <laughs> Here we go, Florida again. Yeah, yeah, they fired the person who was responsible for curating and publishing all their COVID data on their website uh, by zip code. And apparently she was very good at her job, but she was a little too good, I guess, and she wasn't willing to fudge the data for them. At least that's the alleged reason she got fired. I, I don't know that anybody is really, this This happened like today. It's still, there's some he said, she said kind of stuff going around. So I'm not sure what all the facts are, but I do know that it very much sounds like she was, everybody that talks about her says she was really good. The data was really good. She was very helpful. Anytime there's a problem, she was right on it. Um, and then suddenly she's been let go. And she says that they, she wasn't willing to do what they asked her to do in terms of defrauding people or changing the numbers. So I suspect she's telling the truth, but we'll find out eventually. Or we, we may never know. I mean, that's sort of the nature of this podcast, right? We may never fucking know. Because um, <laughs> we'll, we'll never revisit this story. That's right. Well, we may never be able to. We may, you know, the the, the, the numbers might just be buried under. And, and Georgia, apparently, people actually laugh at Georgia's numbers because they keep making mistakes on their website that are just like laughable mistakes. Like they totally fuck shit up. And uh, this most recent one that brought it to my attention was that they resequenced the dates. They had April 26th come after May something. And so it looked like the numbers were going in a different direction than they were actually going because they were going into the past instead of into the future. Um, but they, you know, they okay. apologized profusely for having missequenced the dates and blamed it on a software company that was providing them with software or something. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's something we always do. We software people, we can't sort dates. We suck at that. Um, <laughs> but, but there've been several errors. So I had this thought, which is, goes back to a previous sort podcast. Ascending instead of descending. Yeah. Or whatever. But referencing a previous con podcast, I thought we can apply Benford's law. Yes, we can. We can take these numbers, apply Benford's law to them, and find out where we are likely being defrauded. I think okay. we. Should, I think I should talk to this. Talk to the conspiracy theorists about this, um, because the 
uh, the conspiracy. Well, before I get on the conspiracy thing, I just want to point out uh, they did a just some results from a, a little um, survey they did. I think they surveyed like two thousand people. It's so it's not a, this isn't a huge survey, but it was interesting. The results they said that eighty-two um, percent of the people surveyed said that the government should give us monthly checks until the lockdown is over. And, uh, and this is this is what's more interesting to me. Um, I mean, that's a eighty-two percent is a pretty high number. This is Republicans and Democrats both. Um, yeah. But this number here, the new poll also shows that seventy-six percent of Republicans. And 84% of Democrats think the U.S. should consider universal health care. Wow. Those are See, some, maybe some good is coming of this. Maybe, but those are some really high numbers. Now, again, they said it was 2,000 people. does work in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah. Although, don't worry, because uh, when Trump gets reelected, it's all over. You can just fucking write us all. This is, you know, there's nothing left. Um, so yeah, and that's where this conspiracy theory comes in. That's, and this is the lion's share of what I want to talk about. So if you have something you want to throw in, might want to do it before I get started on this. Uh, I have got absolutely zero. I am totally, completely prepared for tonight by bringing nothing to the table, but my wit, my on the spot. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I should add that in a couple of years, we might have soda bottles that are more biodegradable that are made from plants. Okay. I mean, that this is, a, you know, I just thought I'd throw some good news in here before I go down the very, rabbit hole. Of, very interesting aside there that has nothing to do with anything. Go ahead. Well, it does because, <laughs> you know, we'll not be plasticking the whole world over it with fossil fuels. No, so, so this QAnon thing is something I just discovered. Uh, that's Q, capital Q, A-N-O-N, like Q Anonymous. And the reason it's called that is because it's actually a some person who goes by the letter Q. Right. Yeah, a la uh, Star Trek, right? Yeah, Trek, I, the I have, generation. they didn't really say that there was any, um, any correlation to that, but there may be. Uh, but he goes by Q and he's all over social media. Or he, he or she, uh, we don't. I'm just gonna say he. That doesn't mean it's a guy. I have no idea. Nobody knows who this person is. Um, some people think it could be Trump himself. Um, other no, people, I didn't. That most Q-Anon people think is it's way older than Trump, isn't it? Um, not not older, like as in it, Trump has been around at least as long as he has. Trump's been doing this, you know, that because you remember Trump started investigating. Obama's birth certificate back in like 2012 or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. Trump's been doing this shit, for, but but it doesn't really matter who. Because I doubt it's Trump. I doubt that that there's any chance because this person is way too too literate and uh, aware of like specific Bible verses. They read. Plus, Trump would want the credit. Yeah. 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 I doubt Trump would ever do anything anonymously. Um, anyway, there's pe- most people think he's some, you know, military intelligence insider who's working within the system, who has, you know, really high level security clearance and knows things and, and is putting out. But, but most of what this person writes is very cryptic. It's, it's like in, in, in um, riddles, right? And so he, he kind of cannot really be cornered on what exactly, when he makes predictions, and he's predicted stuff that's been patently false. 
But people just go, oh, that's part of the plan. It's just like throw off the Democrats. Or Well, actually, it's not even a Democrat-Republican thing. It's a you know, right-wing, left-wing thing. But they claim that you know, a lot of politicians are, like we do, actually. They, they say some of the stuff we do, that politicians are you know, part of the, the, what, the oligarchy kind of thing. But they don't call right. it the, they, the they believe state. That, yeah, that, well, that's these guys. We don't talk about the deep state. I don't, because that term, I think, belongs to the right-wing conspiracy theorists. I personally don't like that term. It implies that our government is uh, smarter than it actually is. Um, in, in my opinion, these people give these people who are controlling the world way too much credit. I, I don't. It, this is a problem with a lot of conspiracy theories. So many things have to go right for these conspiracy theories to possibly work. You know, it. it you go, oh yeah, this was all planned. It was all part of the plan. They, you know, they came up with this virus, and the virus is gonna. By the way, this virus is supposed to go away on November third, after the election. It'll just be gone, magically gone, because the whole thing is just a conspiracy to derail Trump. Um, As that guy in Florida, if that's true. Well, well, his wife will still be dead, um, but he's gonna that's have a. I'm saying. He's gonna have a twenty-year-old girlfriend, so it won't matter. Um, it, it, the the, the thing that okay the thing that struck me the most there was a I, this is this is coming from like a five page article in uh, in the Atlantic if you want if you want the details just pull up the latest Atlantic online they've got the whole article it's something cute God they should really be paying us I love the Atlantic the the reason I love the Atlantic is not so much that they tell me stuff that I don't see other places is they go into so much more depth like I heard about this on NPR the other day and um and npr didn't tell me didn't give me any background you know they talked about how this conspiracy theory was becoming really prevalent and a lot of people were buying into it and they were you know just getting a lot of followers and oh i remember what the what npr was really getting into is like what do you do when your aunt or someone you care about sends you a link to uh do the pandemic video. I don't know if you've heard about that one. That's part of this whole thing. No, I haven't. Um, I have not seen the video. I, I really would like to see it because I'm now curious what's in it. But but it's called pandemic, and apparently it just it's a conspiracy that this whole pandemic thing was planned. But anyway, the the point is that they're like, what do you, you know? How do you explain to your you know f- your relative or your friend that that this is you know not true? And anyway, they had a bunch of soft shoe things. They're like, well, try to determine how, you know, how much, how strongly they believe it. And if they really believe in it, you're just going to have to euthanize them because there's nothing else you can do. Um, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, that's the NPR take on it. But, the, but NPR didn't give you any background. So I get this article, you know, The Atlantic arrived in my mail today. And I love to sit and actually read paper because I can kick back in a chair with my glasses and I can read the, I just, Stare at screens too. Wow, much. you just got really old in my brain. I know, I know. It's Kicking true. Back I in am. a chair with your glasses, I, I, reading. Yeah, a paper. well, I'm I'm working on. I'm thinking I'm going to come up with some of my own conspiracies and become a more uh, a more academic version of Alex Jones, um, <laughs> without okay. without eating people. By the way, because Alex, the whole idea of, of barbecuing his neighbor kind of grosses me out. But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe they haven't locked him up for that. Um, <laughs> I mean that's that's like a, a 
Uh, do we need to explain that? We probably need to explain that. Do you think, think anybody hasn't that. seen that? I do know at least one person I talked to hadn't seen it. I think my brother hadn't seen it, but still. Well, see, there's one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Alex Jones just goes on a rant about how at some point if he ever runs out of food, which is supposedly three years from now because he's got stockpiles from hell apparently, but but he's sizing up his neighbor already uh, to string him <laughs> up by his ankles you know, skin him out and uh, and barbecue his ass. You know? <laughs> and of course, some some people made jokes about the whole eating his ass thing and all that. But <laughs> but he's like, my daughters won't starve. You know. Yeah. He uses that as a defense. But I'm I'm gonna eat my neighbors. But he's part of this. He's part of this. He's part of this whole thing. And and there's so many people that are buying into this. And what it comes down to, and, and I love that the people that are proponents of this claim that they are researchers because they always, what they always tell you, if you ask them, if you try to corner them on something, if you say, so what predictions has Q made that have actually come true? They'll be like, do your own research. And that answer is supposed to be like, we're not trying to control your mind. We're not trying to tell you what to believe. You just should do your own research because that's how we came to these conclusions. We didn't believe anything, you know, that the deep state told us. We went out there and got the answers ourselves. But the way they're getting the answers is ridiculous. It's all it's all hearsay. It's all like, oh they're, yeah, they're I read researching this. Researching QAnon and going like, look, it's true. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know they're reading what he says, and then they're reading what somebody says about what he says and how someone interprets it, and whatever kind of just makes sense to them, whatever you know, round pegs fall into the round holes. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this must be true. And then they repeat it, and then some other researcher reads what they wrote and says, oh, yeah, I'm, see, this person says this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just nobody's it's, getting actual. It, I mean, if it's the echo chamber. Yeah, if they were doing actual research, they'd go to a fucking hospital in New York and check to see if there really are people dying on ventilators, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, it's real, instead of, up, oh, I heard it's not real. I heard it's a hoax. Okay, well, how how would we be able to prove or disprove this? Hmm, let me see. I read in the newspaper. Oh, that's right. We can't read the newspaper because the newspaper is lying to us. But that's how you find out what you need to verify is you pick up the fucking newspaper or you pull up Google News or something or the USA Today, I don't give a fuck where you look, you see what they say is happening, and then go check it out and see if it's true, you dumb shit. That's how you do research. You don't do research by reading what somebody else says is true, who's even less, you know, authoritative than a journalist. They, don't, they, don't, they won't talk to journalists either, by the way, because they say journalists just don't get it. Well, of course they don't, because they ask hard questions. <laughs> well, and... Regardless of the origins of the virus, right? Like you could say, oh, it was started because somebody ate a pangolin or it was started because China was trying to ruin the U.S. economy or it was started by the Democrats because they were trying to, you know, get Trump unelected or, or whatever. The virus is still fucking real. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of where it came from. And so, I mean, it doesn't mean like, oh, it's a conspiracy. You can go outside and touch people. Not if you want to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, 99% of us will survive it, but 1% is a pretty high number. 
I mean, people don't realize. Speaking of numbers, I'm getting going to derail myself here, but I was listening to the to a news story about uh, people that die in long term care facilities, and um, they said 388,000 people a year died of infectious diseases in long term care facilities. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait! Did she misstate that number? 388,000? I mean, I used to complain that 40,000 people a year died in car accidents. I thought that was a big number. 388,000 is 10 times as many people die in car wrecks, and it's just from infectious disease. It's not how many people die in long term care facilities, because obviously people die there a lot since they're old and they're you know end of life, but the die of infectious diseases. And uh, so I looked that up and actually it's true. So you did your own research. I did some research. Well, I checked alternate sources that, you know, so who knows, but yeah, I, I did check. I mean, I didn't go out and count if that's what you're asking. Cause I, I don't <laughs> um, yeah, to check the death records of yeah, but, millions of people, but you know, like One, I was, Two, three, and then somebody interrupts you. Fuck, I got to start yeah. over. But like I was saying earlier, we we need to apply Benford's law. I That's, was going to apply that until you, neither one of those numbers started with a one. They, don't have, they, don't, they just have to start with, it becomes less and less likely as you go up the number tree. So a three is pretty likely. Uh, a one or two is the most likely. But three is, is, you know, just less likely than four and four is less likely than five. Or I'm sorry, four is more like, um, yeah. Yeah. Three no. is more likely than four. Right, four is right. more four. likely than five. Yeah. yeah. When you get up into the eights and nines, it's, it's, it's very rare. Like, yeah. Wow. Like if you've got a number that starts with an eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can just throw that one right out. It's like, that's a deep, deep state conspiracy right there. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the, here's the deal, though, with this thing. These people have built this theory around Trump that all the stuff you see, Trump's doing, Trump is this, their sole guardian against these, oh, oh I haven't even told you what, the, 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 the deep state is a bunch of pedophile, uh, um, pedophiles and, um, and and okay wait cannibals cannibals which i thought was funny because i'm like wow. okay wait wait alex jones has admitted <laughs> right, exactly. to cannibalism why is it why is it whenever they accuse the other side of something they are like obviously guilty of it before they yeah <laughs> and and uh anyway so so yeah they're, but they're saying that these people are you know uh, are torturing children and using them for sex and all this and well that's where pizzagate came from um, Pizzagate was kind of the beginning of this whole thing. I mean, it wasn't the beginning, but it was kind of at towards the beginning of when this all started. And, you know, that guy who went to that uh, pizza place with, you know, three guns and broke in the place, you know, broke in the back room expecting to find a bunch of children in chains or something. Um, when, when he only found like a little storage closet and found out that they didn't have a basement because part of the conspiracy theory was that they were doing this in the basement. There was no basement. The building didn't have one. Um, he laid down his weapons and apologized, in essence. Uh, but he didn't ever say that the basis of the story wasn't true. He never really, he, he just basically said his intel wasn't very good. In other words, the, the place they thought it was happening in was wrong. It's still happening, though. 
you know, Hillary well, yeah. Clinton. And, well, but to be fair, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so maybe they were onto something there. Well, yeah, except they, you know, they add a whole, I mean, they claim that Hillary Clinton and Jeff Soros and all these other people are, are the, Jeff Soros, whatever Soros, whatever. George Soros, George Soros. I'm sorry. I had Jeff, I had Jeff Epstein on my brain. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to politicize it. They're going to say, of course, it's only the Democrats or the liberals that are doing this awful shit. But I mean, anybody who's non polarizing like that, like you and I, when we talk about they're all corrupt, you know, it's no surprise that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are on Jeffrey Epstein's plane all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. It's And there is, I mean, some of what they're saying, see, and all conspiracies have a grain of truth to them. That's how they gain traction. If there was absolutely no truth to a conspiracy theory, people would pick, they would, they would not latch onto it. There has to be something that feels true or, or is true in order for a conspiracy to, theory to really gain traction. I mean, you know, the, the John F. Kennedy conspiracy theory would never have lasted this long if it didn't have, if there weren't elements of it that, that people could really not uh, debunk. Um, but by the same token, so, so what I was getting at is that, is that these, you know, the, these people believe that your Hillary Clintons, your George Soros, your all these powerful people who are pulling the strings in the background are a bunch of cannibalistic child molesters. And the only thing protecting, you know, them from, I'm sorry, the conspiracy theorists, the people that believe this, from these evil people is Donald Trump. And everything you see about Donald Trump is being misconstrued and twisted and, you know, it's it spun by these powerful people. So you can't believe, even even when you see him say something, you know, in a, in a newscast and he's just, you know, quoted or recorded verbatim, there's no misquoting possible or anything. It's all just done to hurt him. It's not real. And um, so they've, he, there is nothing that you could say about Trump in the mainstream news, nothing you could publish, no video you could post that would change their mind because they believe Trump is the Messiah. That is scary. I know. I know. So what's going to happen when we don't reelect Trump? And and by the way, we, I don't, I'm just going to like hack the voting system and make your vote say Joe Biden on it because... (laughs) <laughs> we we have got we have we have got I mean, I'm serious we can't afford to not uh, or to to elect Donald Trump again if we elect Donald Trump again our our democracy is done we will not get another chance to vote this is not about ideology this is about saving our democracy from total demise but but even if we don't even if we do not elect Donald Trump even if we the election swings and Joe Biden by some miracle gets elected um these people aren't going to accept that. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Be careful what you wish for. It might be a lot worse if he doesn't get elected. Well, okay, it will be worse in one sense, in the sense that we may have a bit of a civil war for probably not very long, but we may have an uprising. But it will not be worse in the sense that we won't have four more years of Donald Trump. Well, no, it won't be four more years of Donald Trump. It'll be 10 more years of Donald Trump because he will not, 
ever leave office if we give him four more years. He's already decimated every check and balance system we have, and he's going to put in at least two more Supreme Court justices if he gets elected again, because Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not going to make it four more years, and there's at least one more that's fixing to retire, which means the entire Supreme Court, more or less, will be overrun by ideologues, and the Supreme Court will just rubber stamp anything he does, which means the Constitution itself will probably get changed or just reinterpreted. And Donald Trump will do whatever he wants. And the the uh, democracy we know and love will no longer exist. So we this is a fight for our country, in my opinion. But actually, I'm not the only one who would say that. But but the other thing is that if, if he doesn't get elected, you're right, we've still got an issue because we've got these people who are not going to accept the results of the election. The election is going to be fraudulent it's going to have been modified by the deep state it's going to be you know whatever it's and and russia has done plenty to sow the seeds of distrust in our elections and actually i've been reading about that too apparently a lot of the 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 state websites that that allow you to you know register to vote or 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 register to vote remotely or you know to to do an absentee ballot things like that are so poorly done that they, because see now those are online. They're not like voting machines. The websites where you register to do an absentee vote. Now you, it's not actually the vote, but you are registering to vote. So in Ooh. theory, they, I mean those websites are terrible. And this is an article I just read. This is current stuff. States still haven't tightened up their security. I mean they're making mistakes that I learned not to make 15 years ago. I mean this is just bullshit stuff. Um, it's going to be so hackable and there's no telling. This is basically the same kind of thing where if you remember one uh, uh, voter registration database got hacked and they Moscow got like all the registered voters, they were able to access the entire database. Um, it's similar to that. They'd be possibly be able to modify stuff, at least be able to to read it. And you can use that information in a lot of different ways because a lot of people don't vote. Or you could vote in the stead of someone if you had all their information. You know, there's lots of things that you could do. But all you have to do, you don't have to actually fuck up the election. You don't actually need right. to change the vote. You just got to cast enough doubt. Exactly. If if people believe that it's possible the election was rigged or broken or hacked, then they have the ammunition that they need. And they don't even have to. They don't, I mean, these people could just make it up. It doesn't fucking matter. All 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 Q has to do is go on to Reddit. Well, he's not allowed on Reddit anymore. Go on to 4chan or 8chan or whatever and say the the you know the the vote was wrong. The vote was actually in Trump's favor and they did this or that. He just has to accuse the deep state of fucking with it. But, you know, it's more credible if we know that all these things are hackable. And if the, and if I y- yeah, They're going to say that either way, though. Like, even yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when he won the first time, the Democrats are all like, oh, Russia, Russia screwed up the election. We know Hillary won, really. Well, Hillary you know, did win the popular well, vote. She and won that's the what, popular and vote. And that was something know, Trump couldn't stand, and that's why Trump said it was a fraudulent, fraudulent election, which he still has yet to prove, by the way. He put out, he actually had people investigate this and didn't find a shred of proof, but it just silently went away. 
Um, but yeah, I, well, there's all kinds of things that could and, and may happen. And, and um, you know, we need, A, we need the best security we could possibly have. We, we've got to stop making, you know, elementary mistakes because Russia is serious. Russia's not screwing around. They totally fucked up the Ukraine's election um, and they will fuck up ours if for no other reason than just to to do what we said, just take away the confidence in the election so that people don't know whether they can trust the election or not, regardless of who wins. It doesn't matter who wins. It's just people look at it and go, well, who knows? Did my vote get counted? Did Were there votes that weren't supposed, you know, fraudulent votes added in? You know, who knows? And that's one of the big fears with the Postal Service, you know, with mailing in the votes because people are afraid their votes won't get counted. Right. Um, so I... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure my vote has never counted because I promise you that the person I voted for has never won. <laughs> that doesn't mean your vote didn't get counted. Absolutely it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Three million more people have voted for Hillary Clinton in this country than voted for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump still won. Those votes were counted. They just didn't count. I voted for Jill Stein and she did not win. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the votes weren't counted. Yes, it she does. She got votes. No, it doesn't. I don't understand how you don't understand. If the person I vote for doesn't win, then my vote wasn't counted. Because if you counted it, you would say, oh, Jesus Christ, Rob voted for Jill Stein. That makes her president. No, 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 no. All right, it's enough of that now. <laughs> you need to go back to your Benford's Law and figure out whether one is a valid number. One is the valid number. It is the <laughs> valid number. My one vote determines the president. In fact, they should just get rid of all the other votes and just ask me. Yeah, well, you who know you, what? Who do you think should be president, Rob? Uh, Bernie Sanders. I mean, this is one case where I would let you let you have that, but unfortunately, they're not going to ask you, Rob. I know. Oh, no, but nobody else listens to me. I don't know why I expect everyone to. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard.